Hey you guys, it's been a minute. I gotta share this song with you right now. It's called Free Me by Anise. So while I'm getting ready to talk, feel this song. guys well here I am finally finally uh, maybe a, a month later from the last episode I do apologize this consistency consistency thing is really hard um, trying to trying to do this podcast and trying to work and you know um, just trying to make a living until the living becomes me so um, it is 624, 2023. Uh, it is 2.19 a.m. in the morning, just to let you know what time in the morning that I'm doing this. I just got off work, um, remotely online, and I thought that I'd just come on while I have a little peace and quiet right now, um, and just want to share something that I've read, um, if anybody knows who Mark Nepo is. Um, he wrote a book called The Book of Awakening and it's actually like a, a daily um, at the daily scriptures. Um, so there's a different story every day and um, I actually want to read this one. Um, it says fame. I'm so sorry. That's one day before. Um, so it's June 24th. That's today you guys. Um, the beginning of dance is giving gesture to what we feel. While this is very obvious and basic to most children, turning the page, it remains very difficult for those of us school to live in our heads. The ongoing effort to dance, to give gesture to what we feel and experience, is ultimately healing because as riverbeds are continually shaped by the water that moves through them, Living beings are continually shaped by the feelings and experiences that move through them. Wow. Wow, that's deep. If there is no water, moving through the riverbed dries up and crumbles. Likewise, likewise, if there is no feeling moving through the body, the being at the center of that body will crumble. More often, though, there is too much to give gesture to, and we fail to move these feelings through our bodies. In truth, much of our inner sickness comes from the buildup and pressure of all that is kept in. Wow. The ongoing act of releasing that inner buildup is what spiritual practices call embodiment. There are many ancient practices intended to help us live 
more fully in our bodies, including the Chinese art of meditation movement known as Tai Chi, which I love. And, um, yeah, that needs to be done on an everyday basis to get the full effect. But, uh, um, and the Buddhist art of space awareness, space awareness known as Maitri, to name just two. So once unlocked, given gesture to our inwardness not only frees us from being pressurized, but the gestures once allowed out teach us how to dance further into our own lives. I don't know about how many of you guys uh, like to dance. I love to dance. If I hear music, I'm going to dance, whether it's in a store and at a point putting gas in my car. Um, yeah. Someone, someone playing it loud out of their car and I'm walking down the street. You know? Still, most of us learn to feel trap and snuff our feelings in our hearts and if they won't go away we try to hush them with our minds if they still persist we often feel them throb in our temples or burn in our guts in contrast to the painful layering of heart mind and body embodiment itself is nothing more or less than feeling the wound the wound or lip your touch in your hand and mind and heart at once. Embodiment is allowing our heart, mind, and body to exist as one miraculous skin. I love that. And then um, it has these little, little additions. Stand quietly and breathe slowly. Feeling your breath move through your heart. With each breath, let the feeling of being alive move further into your body. First, feel it move in and out of your heart, then in and out of your lungs. I gotta tell you guys a story. Um, so, back in 2009, um, I was living here in Panda, Illinois, a Midwest small town, um, and I applied for a job at a Walmart that was 18 miles away. So it was basically like two towns away, but it was like a big little town, city type of town. Like the town I live in is a small town, but not like a small, small town that's like less than 5,000. So the town I live in has 5,000, and the town that I went to to work has 11,000. If that gives you kind of an idea of, you know, um, population. Where I came from, California, which is now like half a million people of the city that I lived in, in Riverside. Um, so, yeah, I went from, you know, like half a million people to a town of 5,000. And this is, this isn't even a small town, really, because there are smaller towns of like 200 and 300 population. But anyways, so I applied at Walmart in Taylorville, Illinois in 2009. And um, I got hired on uh, the graveyard shift. And I really thought, like, you know, I wanted to work at Walmart. You know, I've heard wonderful things. Well, I did hear wonderful things. 
now I hear terrible things, but back then, you know, I wanted to work at Walmart. Um, and they used to call it Wally World. You know, I didn't understand what they meant by Wally World, and that just reminded me of Chevy Chase in uh, that movie he did, I think it was in the 80s, yeah, um, uh, Vacation. Um, the Clark's Vacation. Anyways, I can't think of the right now. But everyone knows that Chevy Chase movie. Um, and uh, they go to this place called, I think it's called Wally World. I'm not sure. But that's what they called Walmart, Wally World. And so I'm like excited that I get to work at Wally World, you know. And I didn't go too well off with everybody. And I'm saying that because uh, when they put me in groceries, and I'm a happy person, you know, to work through the night, I got to keep myself upbeat. And they used to have music playing. So I would, you know, sing along with the music, do my own little thing. It's the middle of the night. Who cares, right? Well, I get called to the office. Marianne to the office. Marianne to the office, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. I've never got called to the office. Been there for three months, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe something good. So I go in there, and there's the manager and another manager. I guess they have to have someone there to back them up to what they're telling us, what, what, what they tell us, you know? So... I go in there happy-go-lucky, and I just see the looks on their faces like I did something terribly wrong. And what they told me shocked me. They told me that they had a complaint on the floor about me singing. And I'm like, someone complained about me singing while I was working? I was like, I thought this was Wally World, you know, great place to work and still enjoy your job. And I'm going to tell you, they actually told me, no, this is not a place to enjoy your work. I mean, you guys, this is true. This is true shit right here. They told me this was not Wally World. This was not a place to enjoy your job. Go back to the floor and get my work done, which of course I get my work done, but I was singing. Well, I said, okay, well, I guess I can't sing, so I whistled. So I started whistling. Whistle while you work, right? Whistle while you work. You've heard that one. Well, guess what? I was called to the office again. Marianne to the office. Marianne to the office. And I was like, oh my God, what now? So I show up there again, same two people, same two managers. And I was like, what is it now? And they're like, well, remember when he told you about your singing? I was like, yes. Well, now we have a complaint about your whistling. And I'm like, seriously, a complaint about my whistling? Like, who complains about someone singing and then about someone whistling? I'm like, can I get an idea? 
of who is complaining and they're like well it came from the floor again and I'm like okay so there must be someone around me that is working on one of the aisles I was like fine I'll go back to my aisle and not whistle so of course now I'm like cut out my singing cut out my whistling what's left to do but hum so I started humming you betcha I sure did not gonna take my joy away and what do you think happened I was called to the office for a third time but this time when I showed up I was like okay what is going on who is complaining about me because there's hardly any customers and the only people around me are my co-workers and they said well it's one of your co-workers I was so heated and so hurt like someone would actually complain about something that makes me happy so when I left that office and I came out to that floor I did announce I said whoever complained about me singing whistling and humming well now you have shut me up and you're getting your wish so guess what you guys you guessed it I was silent just like that I was silent for a minute you betcha if you're not gonna if you're gonna complain about me and I'm ruining your day at work that's not a fun place to work as the manager said so I went silent now this lasted maybe maybe a week maybe two weeks I can't remember that was 2009 you guys and we're in 2023 but all I remember is one of the employees said to me how come I haven't heard you singing your happy feet and I'm like because someone complained about me and at that moment I was in the break room when this was asked of me you guys so I'm not gonna uh, be shy about it or be quiet about it but this amazed me from that week or two of silence everyone in that break room said just be yourself and I'm like really I'm not gonna bother anybody no one's gonna go and turn me into the office because I'm singing whistling or humming while I do my job here at Wally World and they were like no because whoever said it, whoever reported it, they just got to 
get over it. So I went back to the floor and of course went back to singing and you know what? The rest of the time that I remained an employee on the night shift, my coworkers enjoyed the presence and the laughter that I gave before I left. Because when I left and traveled on because I wanted to pursue my career in comedy in 2012, which is a whole nother story, but yeah, I quit Walmart to pursue my career and it was like going to California to get famous, right? To become a famous comedian. Because everyone was like, you're so funny. So, um, when I left, and even till this day, a lot of the employees that are still there, that remain there still to this day, have said to me that my laughter still echoes at night. My laughter and my voice still resonates with those that got a chance to work with me while I entertained them on the graveyard shift at Walmart in Taylorville, Illinois, of all places. And not only that, you guys, craziness. Also, I also entertained customers as well. And there would be repeat customers that would come through the night just to find me. Just to find me. That's crazy, right? That's crazy to say that employee, not employees, but customers would come in the middle of the night for me. And how do I know that they were for me? Because my coworkers told me on the days that I would be off and the customers would be coming through there looking for me and they would ask, where's that happy Asian lady? <laughs> At least they considered me Asian and not Mexican. Nothing against Mexicans, but I'm always considered Mexican before Asian. But this time I was considered Asian of all things. And I am Filipino-American. So, that being said, you guys, I'm going to finish off this podcast. If you are here still listening, I hope you continue to look forward to the next episode. And when that will be, I don't know, but I will try to be more consistent so I continue can continue to give you more stories of my so-called life of Mary Jane's freedom MJF One Love let me find a song on the way out you guys let's see what I got to play for you let's see there we go Ending it out on this note.
If the music makes you feel like dancing, be free and dance. No more fussing and fighting. out you guys one love mjf until next episode 